You're listening to the No BS Nutrition Podcast. I'm registered dietitian Hannah McGee. And I'm neuroscience PhD student Tarek Youssef. And for the next hour, we're going to tackle popular nutrition topics from a scientific lens, promoting fact over fiction with no BS. Okay, well, welcome back, everyone, to the No BS Nutrition Podcast. Hello, I'm Hannah. Hello, I'm Tarek. Okay, um, Tarek, I have a question. I have a question for you. (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much. Please go ahead. So, just to give everyone a little bit of a backstory, um, Tarek and I are on a running journey right now. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I'm exhausted. <laughs> you just said that. I literally, like, the weight of a thousand moons just fell on my shoulders. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we decided that we're going to get into running and get back into running, and we're going to train for a 10K mm-hmm. race. So we've started our training. Yeah. And I need something. You know what I mean? Yeah, something to do. I just fell off do. so far off the map in terms of exercise. I need something. It's nice to have something to work towards sometimes. Yeah. Um, but my question for you is, why haven't you been sending me any cheers? What do you mean? So every um, time... Stop, wait, I know about this. Okay, <laughs> but okay. But before you say anything, before you say anything more, I want to give more backstory to what you're saying. <laughs> We're both using Not Sponsored, the Nike running app, which we'd love to be sponsored by. Mm. Hannah and I actually should do a, like a nutrition-based run for them. I think. I would love that. that Wouldn't would, that be fun? Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Hey everyone, you're starting your runoff with us. Did you have breakfast? That's great. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna chow through this run just like you did that waffle. Oh <laughs> Something gosh. like that. So natural. But, um, so the Nike running app allows you to add friends, which is great. I'm looking for my phone while we're talking about this. And when you add friends, I, I noticed in the settings, there's an option to allow for cheers so that when you go oh. for a run... It tells people yes. when you go, and they can send you cheers. Yes. So I turned it on because it's like that sounds like fun. I thought it was both automatic, like oh. a robot, and your friend. So I've also received no cheers. You're I've been sending them app. to you, and I don't know. Okay, so that's interesting. So you've been sending them. I have been receiving them, and I've never once gotten a notification that you've been on a run. Oh, so maybe I don't have the sharing option on. I just figured it would be when I accepted your friend request, but... So I think I think maybe there's two things happening here. Either you don't have the sharing option on, or slash and, I don't have notifications turned on. Mm, yeah, because I get you know I, I mean? do get notified every time you go on a run. Okay. I do have notifications turned on. Oh my gosh. It says, it tells me Tarek just went on a run. Send a cheer. And every time I've sent you a cheer, one says fast as lightning. One says, and keep I've, it up. I've, st- I've said, whatever. <laughs> yeah, really. Clearly. Um, <laughs> this is so strange. Okay. First of all, can I say thank you? That actually oh, really means a lot. You're because welcome. Because it's, I, I'm, I really am, it feels like I'm starting from zero uh, with respect to exercise. This is so strange. I don't know. We need help. Obviously, we need someone to fit, come into our lives and figure this out. Also, 
I, I figured out the music. It sucks on their app. Yeah. Anyway, we have to talk about that later. Now we're really getting into the weeds. <laughs> this um, is not a Nike Running Club recap podcast. <laughs> it should be. Um, no. So anyways, yeah, I just I just thought I'd ask why you haven't been sending me any cheers. I, but... I just thought I'd ask why you hate me. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're we're going to figure this out off pod. We'll figure we're it out figure off pod. Out. Um, yeah, we can move on, I guess. Okay, so, I I mean, I guess I'll just kind of tell everyone what we're going to talk about today. So, I have a little debunking sort of chat I want to have with you all, a little um, BS of the week topic to discuss, and it's probably something that most people have heard of before. You might see it in the grocery store, you might have seen a wellness influencer talking about it, you might have seen it in your friend's pantry i don't know you Uh might have seen it at winners on the shelf on the food section at winners they don't have um you know how some companies have like a like our values Mm. or like our our goals they don't really theirs is just like we have a shop there's nothing (laughs) there's no more details beyond that it's just like our goal is to have a store and that's it we sell stuff Period. Sell everything. <laughs> you can find gummies. You can find shoes. You can find um, uh, maybe a dartboard. Um, Work out Dry here. pasta. Yes, dry pasta. Here. You can find baking ingredients. You can find Absolutely. literally health food products. Um, uh-huh. And this is where our topic comes in. Um or this product comes in, this food yeah. comes in. So today I want to talk about Himalayan pink salt. Yeah, or... gay salt. What'd you say? <laughs> Did you say gay salt? <laughs> yeah, do people not call it that? <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna As call a gay it person, that. I'm just going to reclaim that, <laughs> that salt. I'm reclaiming Himalayan pink salt. Himalayan gay salt? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I love it. Um, so I think, yeah, like I said, a lot of people probably have seen this or heard of it before. It does get touted as like a better for you salt. Um, so that's what we're mm-hmm. going to talk about today. So people just a, love that. Right. So a little bit of background. Um, I mean, Himalayan salt or Himalayan pink salt comes from, it's sourced from the Himalayas or near um, the Himalaya mountains. Um around South Asia. So that's kind of, you know, where it comes from. That's why it's called Himalayan salt. Um, (laughs) That part is true, folks. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Um, Okay, so now that's about the only truth that we're going to um, talk about around the claims with Himalayan pink salt. So, oh my gosh, I was doing some... I was doing some research, obviously, for this topic, um, just um, preparing my notes, and I came across this website, this article about Himalayan salt on, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen this website before, but it was like a nightmare. Um, It was the worst experience of my life being on this website. It's called (laughs) naturalnews.com. That sounds amazing. And it says, (laughs) so the top says... Oh my gosh, the, the top banner says natural news, defending health 
life and liberty with an American flag. Um, Oh, I immediately, when you said liberty, I was like, here we go. Oh, I know. I know. And then it says, join the fight for human freedom, knowledge, and awakening. And basically, so there's this article about Himalayan salt. And then all down the side, all down the side are links to articles about like, the adverse effects of the COVID vaccine and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, I know I'm in a good place here. Just so kidding. you donated. Totally. Oh, yeah. All my money. Okay, cool. All my life savings. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I was just like, okay, I'll just peruse this article because I'm sure it's going to be chock full of BS, um, obviously. And homophobic of you to think that Himalayan pink salt isn't good for you. <laughs> 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 oh my God. So some of the claims that I came across, um, not just on this website, but yeah. on, on other websites, and I've seen influencers, you know, wellness influencers talk about it before, but on natural news, it says that according to many natural food advocates, who's that? whatever that is, <laughs> whoever they um, are. Himalayan salt is the purest and most high quality form of salt you can buy. Okay. Okay. Purest um, from what? Other salt? Like purest form of Do salt. You know, there's, so like- there's a podcast right now. Someone's recording a podcast right now about how amazing Himalayan pink salt is. 100%. Definitely. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Here we go. Keep, keep, keep going. Okay. So that's the first claim. That is the purest, okay. most pure. high quality form of salt. The next one is that it has a higher content of trace minerals. And okay, I lied. This actually... So it's less pure. <laughs> right. But this actually is true. So this is... Isn't that okay. funny that like... Anyways, I'm going to get into that, but... It's absolutely pure salt. But it has other so things in more it. more minerals yeah. than... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> than other salt. Um, so that actually is true. And I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but that okay. really doesn't make much of a difference. And, and we'll get into that. Sure. Um, the next claim, it may help detoxify and remove heavy, heavy metals from the body. Family feud. eh, Right. Big X. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one, um, advocates of Himalayan salt say that it has been, who the hell are these advocates and natural food That's a full-time job. Right. That's a full-time job. Advocating for Himalayan salt. (laughs) Those people, do you know, like... Nose to the grindstone. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Those people are at, a, they're in the streets marching. Yeah. 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 Um, so those advocates, they say that it has been shown to have a wide range of health benefits, including promoting vascular and respiratory health. Oh my God. Cure for COVID. Um, lowering blood pressure, improving circulation, stabilizing the pH of the cells, improving hydration, preventing muscle cramps, Stabilize. strengthening bones, promoting healthy sleep, slowing the effects wow. of aging. And aging and even boost, even boosting libido. Why eat anything else? Oh my god! Like, where have we been? Like, why haven't yeah. we been eating Himalayan pink salt and Pure only salt. Himalayan pink salt? Yeah. So that's kind of you know all of the claims around Himalayan pink salt wrapped up into a very short little um, blurb. Now let's talk about what's true and what's not. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm, <laughs> unfortunately, but like not unfortunately, there's, this is one of those things that like is not well-researched. Like there's really not mm-hmm. a lot of 
I've, there's no like one's no taking the time to studies. Like, yeah, looking yeah. at the health benefits of pink Himalayan salt because it's one it of those things. Right, it's pretty straightforward that like yeah, you know what what it's it could salt. do and what it can. It's salt exactly. Yeah. Um, so the first thing though is that pink or Himalayan pink salt or pink salt or whatever you want to call it, pink Himalayan salt is really quite similar chemically um, to table salt. So table salt is anywhere mm-hmm. from 97 to 99% sodium chloride with mm-hmm. iodine added and like things like anti-caking agents to prevent clumping of the salt. Mm-hmm. And, then, and those are, that's like purposefully, the iodine is purposefully. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to talk about that as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the iodine is added, you know, it's fortified with iodine. Um, and then pink Himalayan salt is like 98% sodium chloride. So, and then the other things would be, yeah, like trace minerals, like um, mm-hmm. like those claims state that it, you know, it contains higher contents of trace minerals. So 98% sodium chloride and then some other um, variety of trace minerals in there. So really pretty chemically similar um, other than the difference in trace minerals between table salt and pink Himalayan salt. Sure. So... Where these pink salt advocates or natural food advocates mm-hmm. seem to go wrong is understanding like the actual quantities of the trace minerals. Um, so things like potassium, calcium, magnesium in the Himalayan pink salt. Like, okay. sure, they contain higher amounts of these trace minerals compared to table salt, but that amount of minerals is like so negligible um when it comes to our actual nutrition requirements right of course and so it's it reminds me of like the debate around like quote natural sweeteners or sugars like Mm -hmm. um from maple syrup or honey you know people say like oh well we had this discussion actually uh, in one of our episodes um Mm -hmm last year and it was about like people claiming that honey and maple syrup have more minerals than table sugar um so that's why they're healthier and it's like okay they might contain more minerals but the like the amount how of, much of it are you eating yeah how much of are you are you eating in a tablespoon of honey compared to a tablespoon of sugar um and in order to actually like eat enough of those trace minerals to actually see a health benefit or meet your nutrient requirements for the day or even come close to them, you would have to mm-hmm. eat so much like honey or so much pink Himalayan salt that right. you'd basically be negating any of those health benefits because you're consuming so much sugar or so much salt. Like whether it's pink of salt course. or table salt, like you're still you're consuming so much salt and there is a limit to how much salt we should consume for our health. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so it just like, yeah, it's just silly to, to make that claim that, um, you should choose pink Himalayan salt over, um, regular table salt because of the mineral content. It's like, we're not sitting down and eating a cup of salt. We're eating yeah, like yeah. a quarter teaspoon. You know what I mean? Or we're it's adding nice. half yeah. a teaspoon to a recipe that serves eight. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just so... Yeah silly to me um that that would be the argument because um yeah the the amounts of trace minerals are so negligible it's like Um, that what we talk about all the time is like 
just because it's true doesn't mean it's actually applicable. Right, exactly. Yeah, so like, yes, it's Which, true. It has more minerals, but like, is that really a reason? It doesn't apply to, to your nutrition. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's kind of my point number one as to why, you know, these claims are, kind of, or no, point number two, I guess, um, as to why these claims are kind of BS. Um, and then the next one that I want to talk about is what you what you mentioned um, the iodine um, and the differences in iodine between um, pink Himalayan salt and regular table salt. Mm-hmm. So, um, as we mentioned, table salt um, is actually fortified with iodine for a really good reason, and it's fortified with iodine to prevent us all from iodine deficiency. So, for those who don't know. Iodine is an essential nutrient that's required by our thyroid glands to produce thyroid hormone or thyroxin, um, which basically this hormone controls an array of different body functions, um, including things like our brain activity. Um, And the body doesn't make iodine. um, So it is something that we have to get through Mm -hmm. diet. So in order to ensure that we all get iodine, through our diets, you know, an easy way to do that is to add it to something that, you know, pretty much everyone consumes, which is table salt. Mm -hmm. So that, um, that's kind of why it's really, you know, looking out for the health of all, um, all of us is, is why, um, our salt is fortified with iodine. Now, Himalayan pink salt, um, does contain some iodine naturally, but it may not contain as much as table salt. Um, it's not mm-hmm. fortified with it. So no one's making sure that there are certain amounts of it, um, you know, yeah. per serving of Himalayan pink salt or what have you. Um, and this can differ, obviously, as well. Um, so I would be careful with that. Um, you know, if you're someone who has or does, um, or maybe you've been thinking about swapping um, your table salt for Himalayan pink salt, that's this is something I would be careful about. Um because it might not contain the same amounts um, and it probably contains less. Um, so that's something mm-hmm. you could be missing out on if you don't, um, you know, consume a lot of other iodine food sources in your diet. Sure. Okay. And then moving right along, um, my next point is that for the very minimal differences in nutrition um, and the differences that these two different types of salt would have on your health himalayan pink salt is so much more expensive oh yeah like ridiculous so i was looking on um literally like the grocery store website and to buy Mm -hmm. table salt like regular table salt at the store um the table salt is was 23 cents per 100 grams so that's the cost of the table salt at Mm -hmm. the grocery store Pink salt, Himalayan pink salt, was anywhere from two dollars and eighteen cents to four ninety nine per one hundred grams. Hmm. Wow, that's a huge market. It's a huge, yeah, huge difference in price. Um, and again, like, there's really not a lot of difference um, in terms of like, there's no difference really in you know the impact yeah. that it's going to have on your health realistically. Um, considering the amount of salt that we should be consuming and that we do consume. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was kind of like, yeah, that blew my mind a little bit how expensive it was. It's very much a novelty food, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Some people take it to the extreme and Mm -hmm. want to incorporate it as a staple. 
Uh, and that's fine, but it's just they start vilifying other things. Yeah. Erroneously. Yeah, exactly. Um, so really, I mean, I think what's more important than the type of salt that we're consuming um, is that we're just being mindful um, or paying attention to our sodium intake altogether because there are, mm-hmm. you know, recommendations from Health Canada around sodium intake. Um, so generally, Health Canada does recommend that we consume 1500 milligrams of sodium per day. And that's like, you know, I think some people would be surprised that there's like a recommended amount that we should consume um, because we actually do need some sodium in our diets. You know, yeah. we do need sodium to function and to live. It's not a total, um, totally bad thing. Um, but yeah, then yeah. Health Canada also recommends that we do not exceed 2,300 milligrams. So anywhere, you know, you want to consume about 1,500, um, but you don't want to consume more than 2,300 milligrams of sodium per day. Um, okay. So I, yeah, it's, I really wouldn't get too concerned about the type of salt that you're consuming. And, you know, some people say Himalayan pink salt. Some people say sea salt. Some people say like specific varieties of sea salt are better for you than others. And like, Mm -hmm. to me, that's all like, you know what? Just like sugar is sugar, salt is salt, right? Like when it comes to your health, it's really not going to make a difference whether you add um, table sugar versus maple syrup in your cookies. And it's really not going to make a difference whether you add um, table salt or Himalayan pink salt in your soup, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. really doesn't make a difference. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of what I have for you today. That's the debunking. Um, I think it's so, so silly when I see on all these wellness websites and, you know, wellness influencers posting about like, you know, switch to Himalayan pink salt. It's so much better for you or, and they have like, I don't know, they, they, they're obviously misinformed, I guess is the nice way that I'm going to put that. Yeah, I mean, the the ingredient has, thank you very much, because this is all, it's also interesting to listen to the nutrition aspect of it, but the ingredient is also super famous for being like a scientific red herring in terms of like Himalayan salt lamps, you know, like people Mm -hmm, have those mm -hmm. salt lamps, they say like something about fixing the ions and yeah like purifies the air or something something like that's not real yeah there's um i know there's pink salt inhalers that people have used to help with their asthma which doesn't help with asthma i mean you can just imagine wow so the ingredient has gone far into the wellness industry and Mm -hmm. propagated into many forms Mm -hmm. and its most basic one the himalayan pink salt is is just as faulty Or just as guilty of a bunch of misinformation. So thank you for pointing all that out. Yeah. Um, I I hope everyone listening enjoyed this conversation today. This quick and, you know, quick and dirty um, debunking, quick and salty uh, debunking of um, the benefits of Himalayan pink salt. Um, and let us know what you thought on Instagram. Um, we are at no BS nutrition pod, um, and at NBSN pod on Twitter. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on Apple and that you follow us on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify and leave us a five-star rating and review, please. And thank you. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.